again for My Favorite Husband, starring Lucille Ball. series starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning as Liz and George Cooper, two people who live together and like it. As we look in on the Coopers tonight, we find them in the living room. George's annual vacation comes up soon, and they're discussing the last-minute details of the trip they have planned. George, I have a surprise for you. I'm all packed. Packed already? Our vacation doesn't start for two days. I'm being sensible this year. No last-minute packing. Well, I hope you don't try to take everything. I know what you're going to say. We're only going to be gone a week, so you don't have to take everything you own. Well, I just have the bare essentials. Good. I managed to squeeze everything into five suitcases. Five suitcases for two people? No, for one people. (laughs) I haven't packed your stuff yet. Oh, I just can't wait for you to see my new bathing suit, George. Uh, You didn't buy one of those scanty ones, did you? One of those strapless suits? No. Oh, that's a relief. Mine is more of a suitless strap. (laughs) You're going to take it right back to the store. Oh. Any woman who would wear one of those suits is crazy. It's strange how you men like to go to the beach and watch the lunatics. <laughs> well, that's different. Now, Liz, I, I don't want All wanna... right, all right. I'll take it back to the store and get one that has sleeves and bloomers. Well, even that would look better. Thank you, Max Sennett. <laughs> George, don't you trust my judgment? I bought a very conservative suit. You'll see when we get up there. All right. Now, let's see. I'll pack your clothes tomorrow. Yeah, what in? You've used all the suitcases. Well, I'll figure out something. Yeah, just wrap them in a bandana. I'll carry them on a stick over my shoulder. I'll make room, nature boy. Now, let's see. What else do I have to do? Leave a note for the milkman. Stop the paper. Oh, did you get Joe Ridgely to water the lawn while we're away? No, darn it. He can't do it. Well, who can we get? It'll be ruined if we let it go. How about one of the neighbors? George, I'm ashamed to admit it. But we don't know any of our neighbors well enough to ask them a favor. Mm. What about the Stones right next door? You've met her, haven't you? Oh, I see her once in a while. When I'm hanging my laundry out to dry and she's lighting her incinerator. (laughs) Well, maybe it's a good idea not to get mixed up with the neighbors. Would only lead to trouble. Oh, I don't think we get into trouble being friends with Frank and Mary Stone. Frank and Mary? How do you know their first names? Well, the mailman delivered a postcard here by mistake. Liz, you didn't read it, did you? Just the address. You didn't look at the message? Of course not. Are you sure? Certainly I'm sure. What's it to me if Mrs. Stone's mother had a lumbago attack at Lake Tahoe? Oh, Liz, I'm disappointed. So was I. I didn't learn a thing. Come on, George. Let's go and ask the Stones if they'll water our lawn while we're gone, huh? No, let's let sleeping dogs lie, Liz. Now, don't be like that. Come on, you want to be a good neighbor, don't you? It's a decent thing to do. And besides, I've always wanted to see what the inside of her house looked like. (laughs) Frank, why are you looking out the window? I'm watching the Coopers, Mary. They're acting so odd. Well, they've been standing in front of our house for five minutes. She keeps pulling him toward the front door, and he keeps pulling back. That's funny. Yeah, they're awfully old to be playing tug-of-war. 
she must have won. They're coming up the walk. You didn't do anything silly like asking them over, did you? Now, Frank, they're coming over, so let's be nice to them. We should have made friends a long time ago. Yeah, Mary, getting friendly with neighbors only leaves... Shh, they're on the porch. Trapped. Now, I'll let them in. Hello, Mrs. Stone. I hope you don't mind our dropping in like this. Oh, look, Frank, it's the Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice surprise. You know, we've meant to come and see you ever since the first week you moved in, but something always came up. We understand. We have been shamefully long in welcoming you to the neighborhood. How long have you lived here now? Seven years. Well, it's high time we got acquainted. Living next door all that time, we don't know a thing about you, do we, George? <laughs> well, George, just don't stand there. Say something. Huh? Oh, uh, how's your mother's lumbago? to open your big mouth. Uh, the mailman left a postcard at our house by mistake one day. Yeah. Uh, would you like to watch television? Oh, do you have a television set? Yes, I guess everybody in town has one. What kind did you buy, Cooper? Well, we don't have one yet. You don't? What? Oh, uh, we don't miss it. I call in the Bendix and sing and George watches me through the little window. I'd like to see your set, Stone. I've been thinking of buying one. Oh, well, it's right in the next room. Come on. My, your television screen is a big one. What program is that on now? I haven't turned it on yet. You're looking out the window. Now, <laughs> uh, wait till this set warms up. You'll really see something. Ah, there you are. Is that a picture? I was just going to ask you. Now, wait till I adjust it. There. Isn't that the clearest picture you ever saw? Well, I can't tell. Why don't those two guys get out of the way? They're wrestling. Oh. <laughs> Say, this isn't bad. Just like being at ringside. Oh, who wants to watch wrestling? Yes, put something else on, Frank. Okay, I'll try Channel 8. Hey, there's another wrestling match. Oh, goody. <laughs> now, let's take a look at Channel 12. Oh, dear, they're wrestling on that station, too. Don't they have any programs that women like? Well, I'll try Channel 13. Oh, there's a show you girls should like. Well, this is more like it. Lady wrestlers. <laughs> they have programs besides wrestling, Mrs. Cooper. Oh? Yeah, sometimes they have boxing and baseball. Goody dipped in pickle juice. Oh, the picture's distorted. There's something wrong. It's never done this before. You'd better turn it off, Frank. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll have him come look at it tomorrow. Oh, it probably just needs a little adjustment. Why don't we look at it now? George, get that I-can-fix-it look out of your eye. Now, don't worry, Liz. Frank, if you value that set, don't let George touch it. He doesn't know a thing about electricity. Oh, so your wife's the same as mine, eh, George? Why don't the women give us credit for knowing something? Yeah, I don't know why you talk like that, Liz. I fixed our toaster, didn't I? The one that was popping the toast up too hard? Yes, you fixed it. It doesn't pop the toast up anymore. It leaves the toast on the table and jumps away from it. Oh, come on, George. Let's take a look at this thing. Frank, let a repairman do it. Now, honey, why should I pay a repairman to ruin this set when I can do it for nothing? 
George Boyd. Okay, Frank, old man. Mary, old girl, call the power company and tell them to stand by for a blackout. Quiet, Liz. Uh, how do we start, Frank? Well, uh, let's get into the back of the set and see where the trouble is. Okay. Here's a screwdriver. You're good. Uh, you unscrew that where it says caution, extremely high voltages. Unscrew this one where it says the back of this set should be removed by a qualified television repairman only. And so we say aloha to the television set. There we are. The back's off. Let's see. Hmm, just as I thought. What? Lots of wires in there. Dad, what deduction? Now, Frank, you stand in back of the set, and I'll watch the screen and tell you what to adjust. Okay. Now, I'll just turn the set on so we can see what results we're getting. Mary, are you sure Frank's insurance has paid up? I wish you wouldn't do that, Frank. Yes, dear. How are we doing, George? <clears throat> jiggle that wire on the left. Uh, how's that? No, jiggle the one on the right. Uh, there. Anything happening? No. Uh, jiggle them both at the same time. Take a wire in each hand. Okay, how's... <laughs> Frank Stone. He's gone. There's nothing there but his glasses. Frank, where are you? I'm up here on the chandelier. You aren't either. Where are you? I'm out in the hall. Well, what's the big idea, Frank? Why'd you run out when George almost had it working? Had it? Look at that set. Ruined. What am I supposed to do with this box of burned wreckage? Yeah, if I were you, I'd take it to a qualified television repairman. <laughs> this is all your fault, George Cooper, you silly numbskull. Don't you call George a silly numbskull, you stupid baboon. Don't you call her a stupid baboon, you, you meddlesome busybody. Don't you call her a meddlesome busybody, you big jerk. Shall we go around again? This had happened if we got mixed up with some nosy neighbors. Now, you get out of here. Don't worry. We're going. Come on, Liz. I hope you're satisfied, you and your good neighbor policy. You're going to court for this, Cooper. I'm suing you for the place of my television set. Some people never appreciate. I try to help him save a few bucks on a repair bill, and he sues me. Oh, darn it. Wait a minute, George. We forgot something. What do you want now? We forgot to ask you. Uh, we're going on a vacation this week, and we wondered if you'd water our grass while we're gone. What? <laughs> it's the next morning, and Liz is worried over Mr. Stone's threat to sue George for ruining his television set. They're talking it over at breakfast. Oh, I'm worried, George. We've never been sued before. Well, let it be a lesson to you not to get mixed up with the neighbors. And don't worry, that big bag of wind isn't going to sue us. Well, that's not what Mrs. Stone told Katie. What do you mean? That big bag of wind is suing us for $500. $300 for the television set and $100 a piece for each eyebrow he lost. Each eyebrow? Yeah, didn't you notice? They were singed off. Well, but I saw him in the backyard this morning. He had his eyebrows. They're falsies. 
Well, don't worry. He won't really sue. Uh, Mrs. Cooper. Yes, Katie? I don't want to bother you, but there's a strange man in our front yard. Look out the window. Oh, George, it's a process server. Now, there you go, jumping to conclusions. What reason have you got for thinking he's a process server? I don't know. Maybe it's because he's up in a tree looking at us through binoculars. Where? Yeah, he is a process server. Sure. If he serves that summons today, we'll have to go to court next week. And there goes our vacation. Oh, no. We can't let this happen. Oh, dear. He's coming to the front door. Oh. Look, tell him Tell him we're not home, Katie. Well, that seems like cheating. Look, we'll face the music when we get back from our vacation. I'd rather go to court on the bank's time. Yeah, all right. All right, Katie, go ahead. Oh, what will I say? Tell him we've left. We're spending a fortnight in the Catskills. Come on, George. Let's hide. Um, Yes. Hiya, sister. Yes? I'd like to see Mr. and Mrs. George Cooper. They're not here. Don't give me that, sister. I tell you, they left this morning for a catnap in the pork skills. <laughs> a nightcap in the foot skills. Uh, you're a fast waker, sister. Boss leaves this morning already. You're at the brandy. I never touch a drop. Do I, Mrs. Cooper? Of course not. Aha! Oh, I'm sorry, George. You two really use your heads. Now, we'll never get rid of the guy. Now, there he is again. Oh, don't open the door, Katie. Who is it? It's only me, the Western Union boy. <laughs> That's the same guy. He didn't even disguise his voice. <laughs> what do you want? I got a telegram for Mr. and Mrs. George Catskill. Oh, darn it. Sorry. They're spending a fortnight in the Coopers. Well, I'll never outsmart these folks. I will give up and go away. I know you're there, Mrs. Cooper, and I'll get you if it takes all year. Oh, fine. Our vacation will be two glorious weeks in the front hall. Peek out the window, Katie, and see what he's doing. No, 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 he'll see you. Let me peek through the keyhole. All right. Now, be quiet now, Liz. Don't rattle a doorknob with your head. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you see anything? Mm, yeah. What? Another eye looking back at me. Oh, fine. I know. Katie, get me a fountain pen. I'll squirt him in the eye. Now, stop it, Liz. Oh, you ought to see that eye, George. It's a mean, evil little pig eye. <laughs> I've got an idea. Katie, you peek through the keyhole while we sneak out the back. Yeah. As long as you can see his eye, we know he's still there. Okay. Oh, you're so smart, George. Come on. He's still there. I can see that awful looking eye. Do you think we'll get away with it? Sure. Now, now open the door quietly. All right. Now, now let's make a run for the car. Okay. Back from the Catskills already? Oh, darn it. Here's a pretty blue summons for you. I'll see you in municipal court Monday morning at 9 o'clock. What a dirty trick. Tell me, how could you be here at the back door and looking through the keyhole and the front door at the same time? Oh, it ain't easy. I taped the mirror over the keyhole. That was your own eye you was looking at. Shake hands with Pig Eye Cooper. You're just being silly. Why don't you get a lawyer? What do I need a lawyer for? I can handle my own defense. George, you and I both know you did ruin Frank Stone's television set. Oh, fine. My prize witness is turning state's evidence. No, I'm not. I'll say anything you want me to say. I only want the truth. I want you to tell the court what happened in your own words. Here. 
What's this? You, well, I've written it out for you to memorize. Oh, well, let's see what my own words look like. Uh, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, on the night of June 16th, 1949, at approximately 7.35 p.m., my husband George and I paid what we thought would be a friendly call on our neighbors. Oh, wait a minute, George, what's this next thing? Flutter eyelids at jury. Oh, I, uh, I wrote in some directions for you. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yes, here I sob quietly, and let's see, further down, I sneer at Frank Stone. Yeah. Now, remember, those directions are as important as the testimony. Uh-huh. I want you to memorize them just as carefully. Oh, I will, George, and I'll put on my long eyelashes. They have a wonderful flutter. It kicks up a breeze. <laughs> You have everything straight, Liz? Well, don't worry, George. I memorized the whole thing. The court will now hear the case of Stone versus Cooper. Who is the attorney for the plaintiff? I'm acting as my own attorney, Your Honor. Copycat. Please. You say you're acting as your own attorney? Did you notice the judge's voice? I think he's taken an instant dislike to Frank Stone. Mm -hmm. Well, all right. Are you ready, Frank? All set, Harry. <laughs> He doesn't hold a grudge long, does he? Pluck their friends. Yeah. Proceed. Call your witnesses. Thank you. I'd like to call my only witness, me. Is Frank Stone present? Yes, sir. Take the stand. Thank you. Where do you live? Oh, come, come, man. Where do you live? You're confusing the witness. You better sit down and rest your case a minute, Frank. <laughs> Counsel for the defense, are you ready? I'm acting as my own attorney, Your Honor, and as my witness, I'd like to call Mrs. George Cooper. Take the stand, Mrs. Cooper. Thank you, Your Honor. You swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but truth, sir, Well, do you? Do I what? Didn't you hear me? Yes, I heard you. What did I say? You said... Blah, 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 blah. Silence. Young lady, I said, do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you? Well, why did you say it so fast? I don't know. That's the way they do it in the movies. <laughs> now, do you? I do. Proceed. <clears throat> now, Mrs. Cooper, tell us what happened in your own words. Well... On the night of June 16th, 1949, at approximately 7.35 p.m., my husband George Oh, and I... it was in the evening then? Yes. Proceed. Uh, where was I? Uh, you were saying that your husband George... Oh, yeah. My husband George and I... George and I... On the night of June 16th, 1949, at approximately 7.35 p.m., my husband George and I paid a friendly call on our neighbors the Stones. We had been in their house only a few minutes when Mr. Stone suggested we watch television. Flutter eyelids the jury, and a few minutes later... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What's this about flutter eyelids the jury? Uh, nothing, Your Honor. She's a little nervous. What's the matter with you? Well, I can't help it. That's the way I memorize it. Oh. When you've got your signals straight, we can continue. Where was I? Mr. Stone suggested you watch television, flutter eyelids at jury. Oh, yes. Mr. Stone suggested we watch television. Watch television. On the night of June 16th, 1949... Hold on. 
<laughs> Start from where you left off. What comes next, George? Mr. Stone begged George... I object. He knows his story better than she does. You keep quiet. Uh, Mr. Stone begged George to help him with the set, and George said, Please do not force me to do this, as I am not a qualified television repair man. In spite of this, Mr. Stone insisted pull skirt up over both knees and went knowing this. I will give you one more chance to give your story. Just tell us what happened. Yes, Your Honor. On the night of June 16th... You already told us that! George, he's confusing me. Kindly address your remarks to the bench. Well, it was like this, Ben. This is the most confusing case I have ever heard. All of you, step into my chambers. I have a television set there, and we can recreate what actually happened. There's the set. They say, that's just like ours. All right. Show me what happened. Well, uh, first we took the back off. Uh, like, like this. Yes, yes, and then what happened? Well, he told he me... He insisted on going into the back of the set. One at a time, please. Oh, they're too excited, Judge. I'll show you what happened. Now, you'll be Frank Stone, and I'll be George. All right. Now, get him back of the set and take hold of that wire on the left. Nothing happened. Well, now take hold of the wire on the right with your other hand. All right. Still nothing happened. See? I don't think you have much of a case, Stone. Well, that isn't the way it was at all. It isn't? It is, too. Oh, with one little exception, the set was turned on like this. eyebrows and reluctantly set sail for the city jail. <laughs> George, why don't you put out that light and go to sleep? I'm not a bit sleepy. It's late. I can't help it. I'm not a bit sleepy. If you yawned, that would mean you were sleepy, wouldn't it? Yeah, I guess so. I bet I can make you yawn. I bet you can. I bet I can. Oh. Doesn't affect me. Oh. oh. You're wasting your time. Yawn, yawn, yawn. Y-A-W-L. Think of a dog yawning. Think of a baby yawning. Think of yourself yawning. Yawn, yawn. It isn't a... Oh. <laughs> affecting me at all. Oh, good eye, baby. 